eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's you, Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM. The fan, beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here on the Green and Growing Podcast, along with my guy, Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Don't forget, we record these bad boys Monday and Thursday nights. We stream them live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel. So if you ever miss it, you want to see our pretty faces, you can go back and look at it. Right now, Marzian's fixing his hair for you. I'm making sure he looks all nice and, and good for y'all. Uh, on the video portion. Otherwise, you can download, listen to the audio portion, which many of you do. Thank you very much for doing that. Tell a friend, tell a family member to listen to us as well on the Odyssey uh, app uh, or wherever you download your favorite podcast at. I will say if you download the Odyssey app and listen there, you can get all the interviews that, during the week, uh, that I do during the week for the 1250 uh, website. Uh, and you can hear some of those in the 55 breaks during CBS Sports Radio during the day, Monday through Friday. You can also check out our other podcasts uh, that we have on 1250, Kurt and Law, myself and Ryan Horvath talking Packer football. Uh, and then the Spare Time Bowling Show podcast, myself, Dwight Albrecht, and Phil Brylo talking about gambling on the PBA Tour uh, in the most recent episode. Nathan Marzion, buddy, I really miss you. You know, I want me some Nathan Marzion in-season Nathan Marzion. I, you're not the same dude when we're not in season. You're just not, there's, there's the, the energy, the, the angst, the, the emotions, you get all fired up over people on Twitter, overreacting to stuff and firing back. And man, it's NBA season's got to get here. Nathan, I want in game in season, Nathan Marzion. That's what I want to get back to. Yeah. I mean, I do too. This is, it's like the dead period still. Um, I'm glad we have football coming up because that at least is yes. something to to really get in, into and um, looking forward to watching the Packers and everything this year. But yeah, I mean, it's a totally different, I feel like right now all of like Twitter for me, cause I'm, you know, so deep into NBA Twitter, especially Bucks Twitter. I just feel like it's so dead. Like I'm like, this isn't, yep. it doesn't have any of the same life that it has, you know, when you're, when you go on there in February, March, April, whatever, you know, even when the season starts it's so much better. Like there's just so much going on. There's so much to talk about. There's takes flying everywhere. And it's like this last probably month or month and a half since the draft and since free agency, it's like, 
there's really not much to talk about. Like we but all the NBA just... is here for you. They are yes. here to give you something to talk about on this beautiful uh, Tuesday. Normally we record on Mondays, but we couldn't last night because I had issues going on in my house. I had to take care of. Uh, so it's it's Tuesday. But they it was good timing uh, on my part to have issues going on because they announced the big much awaited. People were anxious tuning into ESPN to see their little reveal show that they had or whatever of the in-season NBA tournament. Said nobody. Nobody cares about this thing. Even watching it on TV, they were faking caring about it. Richard Jefferson and Kendrick Perkins and those guys were kind of faking, giving a damn about this whole thing on top of everything else. Having said that, for those of you that don't know what this is all about, let me tell you what this is all about. So there's going to be group play, right? So there are six groups. There are three groups in the East. There are three groups in the West uh, as well. And essentially you play... Everybody in your group, ESPN and TNT will combine to air 14 games during group play. The first tournament uh, night is November 3rd. So right away at the beginning of the season, a couple weeks into the season, which features a doubleheader on ESPN as the Knicks visit the Bucks. Hey, how about us? Huh? Get that first tournament game on national TV. There you go, Giannis. Uh, 630 tip. Make sure you get your tickets. Now they're going to go for big, big money on the secondary market being a part of that First in-season game. You know, if they had paper tickets, Marzian, how valuable that ticket would be when 20 years from now, this is the thing that everybody is is trying to angle for to be the in-season tournament champs in 20 years, Marzian. This is history being made. I I think we have to be there. I just think that's a thing. Uh, The other game that night, uh, defending NBA champion Denver Nuggets hosts the Dallas Mavericks, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so let's move on. Each team will play all four design group play games from November 3rd to the 28th. One game against each opponent in its group with two games at home, two games on the road. All teams are in this. Uh, eight teams, four per conference, will advance from group play into the second stage of the in-season tournament, the knockout rounds. The advancing teams will be the six group winners, so three from each conference, and two wild cards, the next two best records, I guess, at that point. They even have a tiebreaker procedure. It says, click here. I'm not clicking here. I don't care enough to find out what the tiebreaker procedure is. The knockout rounds will consist of single elimination games in the quarterfinals, Monday, December 4th, and Tuesday, December 5th. Semifinals on December 7th. Championship, the big championship, Marzian. I'm telling you, we got to have a championship party, a parade if we win this bad boy on Saturday, December 9th. Oh, the excitement. The national broadcast schedule from the knockout round will be announced at a later date. Now, again, can, can I? This is the other thing. Each of the 22 teams that do not advance to the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament will be assigned two regular season games, one home and one away game, that will be played on Wednesday, December 6th, and Friday, December 8th. A formulaic approach will determine the matchups for these 22 games using the group play standings in each conference, 5th through 15th. So what they're telling you is the schedule's still not going to be done, even when they send it out, because they're going to have to throw dates in later, which means... (laughs) Yeah. There's going to there's going to be games you're not going to be able to buy tickets for cuz you don't know. You don't know if the Bucks will be in the knockout rounds. So you can't go buy tickets for a knockout round game that you don't know exists. Like this whole thing to me seems crazy from the start. We'll get into who's in the groups and all that. But this whole thing, does he mean Marzian, is a real long stretch to try and pull people in during NFL season to watch the NBA and talk about the NBA. Now for our podcast it'd be great cuz we'll have all kinds of extra stuff to talk about. Uh, your thoughts on this tournament. We talked about it, I think, a little bit earlier in the season. Yep. And it's like, 
I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not going to be against it because it can only, to me, it can only help the excitement around the league during that time. It can't hurt it. I'm not saying it will help it. Right. I'm not saying that it will make a difference, but I don't think it will make things less interesting. So, I mean, at least they're trying to, to liven things up during that point of the season where, as you said, everyone's focused on the NFL. You know, people aren't really watching basketball unless you're a real dork ball like knower, real, do- real dork, real ball knower, um, as we are. But, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, so I can't be against it, but I am skeptical about how much it will actually change things with, you know, just these random games that are, oh, by the way, this is a this is a group play game. And then you go into this tournament where it's like, okay, so what do we get if we win? Oh, the players get paid a little bit more? Okay. Like, why why are the fans going to really care about that? No. And to me, that's what I, I understand, like, people saying, well, they need to make the players care about it, and they need to get the players to care more. But... Ultimately, isn't this mainly for the fans to care more? Like, isn't that I like basically no. what the point of this is? No. Well, yes, it's for the fans, but more what Silver wants out of this is not having guys resting for the first three months of the season, getting ready for the playoffs. You know, later in the season, he's hoping that these games will the stars will play in these games because they mean something, and he won't have games being played all over in November and December with star players not playing in a bunch of games. I think that's what he's trying to eliminate. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it definitely is both. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's not both, but, like, do you think there's no chance Giannis sits out at Charlotte? Right. Exactly. <laughs> in, a, in the group play game? Right. I mean, yes. Yes. Um, I mean, and I, I think it's almost more of a scare a scare thing of, like, if you get enough, if he gets, if they talk enough about, like, we need players to play in these games, then maybe the teams will kind of feel bad and be like, okay, it is a group play game, Giannis, get out there. and. Right. I don't know, but I don't know for sure that they will. They might just be like, no, screw that. This is a November 17th game against Charlotte. We are not playing Giannis. No, thank you. Um, They still might do that. And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, all these groups are pretty – because I think they all have like two two good teams, two bad teams, and one average team pretty much. They're all pretty even. Um, So we got Miami. We got the Knicks. We got Hornets and Wizards. Um, Hornets and Wizards will not be good at all. Knicks are okay. Heat are not a good regular season team, though, so I don't really – not super worried about that. At least last year they weren't a good regular season team. They're more of the playoff team. So, I mean, I think the Bucks are in good shape to, you know, get to the tournament and everything. But, again, I just – for me as a fan, I'm not going to really care. I And I'm a, this is as a fan that does care about the regular season, not a ton, but I care enough about it to watch every game and to, you know, get into it. I'm not going to really – look at these games as bigger or more important than any other regular season game. So you're like, telling me, let me see if I got this right. I want you on record here in August. If the Bucs are in the semifinals or in the championship of this tournament in December, you, Nathan Marzian, and your crew, your your guys that you travel all over the country with, y'all aren't going to go snatch up some tickets and travel out to Vegas to go be a part of rooting on the Bucs uh, at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, right? This is not going to happen. I'm not going to all of a sudden go, hey, Riff Podcast. Oh, I forgot to tell you, we're in Vegas. Oh, cool, it- thanks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It won't it look, uh-huh. I'm not going to guarantee it won't happen, but I don't think it will. If it does, it will not be because of it won't be anything to do with, mm-hmm. oh, well, since it's the tournament, we have to go. It'll be because, hey, the Bucks are playing in Vegas. Let's go. Even if this was a, you know, preseason game, like I might still go to that, you know, whatever. But it's just like, I'm not, there's nothing about the in-season tournament part of it that's going to make me okay. more into it. And people people then bring up, they're like, well, if the Bucks are playing the Celtics in the championship of this thing, you're going to care. Well, yes, but I would care the same amount as a Bucks versus Celtics regular season game. Like it's either play as long as they're playing the Celtics or playing the Sixers or playing Miami or something like I'll care about it about the same as, amount as I would care about just a regular but, regular season game against those teams. I, I don't disagree with you, but this is the question you said from the players perspective, will the intensity level be at a playoff pitch with these two teams playing for this said thing in Las Vegas? When you get to the semifinals and the finals, are they going to be playing like it's a playoff game, Nathan? Or is the intensity level going to look like just another regular season game? That, to me, is another big key of this whole thing. Like, if they take it serious and they're really gunning, like this is an NBA playoff game, then that could bring a little something-something to the table to look at. It won't be playoff intensity level. I think it'll be just a just a tiny bit above regular season level, which again, I mean, at that point, sure, I guess it worked then. If you can right. get it at any point above regular season level, I guess it worked. And again, I I don't see how it gets below regular season level. So that's why I'm like, you can't really be, in my opinion, against this whole idea because it's not going to make things worse. But I don't see it making a big difference. I can see it being like a, a little bit higher intensity level and then everyone will blow it out of proportion and be like, Wow, I, this playing tournament, they really care. And right. it's like, well, no, they didn't, you know, it, it's going to be because you have to remember too, again, it, people are going to talk about like, if this is, you know, this ends up being two, it'll probably be two very good teams in the final, most likely. And it's like, sure, it'll seem intense, it'll seem like a big game. But if you were watching this game on a, if it was just a normal regular season game on national TV right now, it would still feel like pretty intense. Like, this isn't. When they when two teams, if, if the Bucks and the Celtics are playing, or the Heat. you know Suns and the Heat are playing, like you tune in and it's like it's a pretty good game. I'm not saying it's playoff level, but if you tune right. into a random regular season game with those two teams, assuming most guys are playing, then it's gonna be a pretty good game. And if it's close at the end, it'll be pretty intense and people will get into it and it'll be talked about online. Like I don't know, I I feel like it won't be much different than that. Like it'll still be as long as it's between two good teams, it'll be a pretty you know pretty interesting matchup it'll be fun it'll be something people talk about but that i don't see how that's much different okay in the regular season i have a, a proposition for the nba and for you nathan marzian what if instead of this dumb thing where they're putting all the nba teams in this what if they said we're going to do an in-season tournament but it's going to be an international tournament it's going to be the top five teams from each conference or the top 10 teams record-wise from the previous year are automatically in the in-season tournament the following year, and they'll compete against the top 10 teams from the EuroLeague or pick where, however, the the champions from different leagues around the world from the previous year, they will come over to the U.S. and compete in these games. 
Now, for them, there would be travel involved and they'd be on the road for a couple of weeks or however long this would last. Um, but then you'd get to see something you don't get to see, right? Now I get to see EuroLeague teams, and a lot of people don't watch EuroLeague basketball, so you could see what they could do against the NBA. If you're a good team and you've got a player stashed, now maybe you could see, like, the Kings who had Sasha stashed, they might have got to see him last year competing against NBA teams to kind of see really how ready is he during the season competing against NBA talent. Now you could see something that you don't normally get to see. To me, now we got some intrigue. Now let's see what we've got to talk about. Or if EuroLeague has their own tournament, we have our own tournament, and then the winners from both play in a game in Las Vegas, uh, and you get something that you normally don't see. What makes the World Baseball Classic so great is it's a collection of talent representing their country that these guys never get to play together as a team. So you're seeing guys playing together you never see. So you're tuning in for something you can't see during the regular season. This here, what they have are, like you said, just regular games. There's nothing special. There's nothing different involved here. They have to figure out a different angle of why people would tune in and want to be a part of this. If there was a top Euro league team coming to play Giannis, you may want to go because you've never seen this team. You don't know how good they are. How are they going to defend the Bucks? How are they going to score and so forth? I think that's probably a better angle than doing it the way they're going to do it. But would the would the players care that much if it was that format? I don't think so, as long as they're still winning money. And if you get that league involved, then they throw some money at this too and say, look, we're going to make the prize fund even bigger and we're going to raise it up and we're going to make it this way. Like, I just I, think I, that- to me, I just think... Everybody gets gets excited about doing this. It's not the Olympics, right? It's not what you're doing because you have teams, not just a bunch of international dudes throwing away. Greece or Giannis is playing with the Bucks. He's not gonna play with Greece. So Marzian roots for him. He's gonna play with the Bucks. So they have to come up with some other teams. I don't know. And maybe I'm stretching here, but I think that would be something different that we don't ever get to see. You've never seen NBA team against a top Euro team. Like that has never happened. We've never gotten a chance to see really what that looks like. We always say, well, the NBA is just a far superior product and so forth, but those European games are pretty damn good. And they got some pretty good players over there, Nathan. Yeah, but they do have good players. Those are good players, but they're not NBA players, man. Like, I just feel like the NBA players would be like, yeah, we're going to kill these dudes. And like, I, I think they would. And I think it'd be like, I mean, I don't know. They like those leagues are very competitive. They're very good, but that's because they're going against each other. If they sure, went but you've event, got American against, players over there too. Remember, but if they went against an NBA team, yep. I mean, those American players over there are not like those. Are, there's a reason they're not playing in the NBA. Sure, and it's because they're not good enough to be in the NBA right now. So right. it's like that. You're essentially just taking a bunch of guys that aren't good enough to be in the NBA and putting them against NBA players, and it's like, ah, okay, like yep. this will probably be done pretty quickly. Fair point. Uh, all right, so let's talk about uh, the way that these groups are set up. The East Group, Group A, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Atlanta, Indiana, and Detroit. I'm sure we'll do this again before the season starts. Uh, early on, I'll take uh, Philadelphia to win that group because we'll get to James Harden. He's going to be on the Sixers. He's not going to trade. So I'll take Philadelphia to win Group A. Who do you like in Group A, Mr. Marzian? Yeah, I'm going to go Philly. Philly. Group B, you t- gave everybody the teams, Bucks, Knicks, Heat, Washington, Charlotte, I'll take the Bucks. Bucks, easy. Group C, I don't know about easy, but Group C, Boston, Brooklyn, Toronto, Chicago, Orlando. That is by far the easiest group. Boston wins that easily, probably. Yeah. They yeah, may not I lose just, a game. Yeah. I don't like 
there's really, I don't, I mean, the Magic, I love the Magic this year, but they're not beating Boston. No. All right. Now the two wild cards from those groups of A, B, and C, I'll take Cleveland as a wild card and I'll take the Knicks as a wild card. You know, I'm changing my pick. I'm picking Cleveland over Philly and then I'm taking oh. Philly. I'm taking Philly as a wild card. Okay. Who was your second wild card? I took the Knicks. I'll take Magic. Because like you say, Miami never is good early usually. Uh, the Magic. I love the Magic this year. Man. I just I I can't even get down with them being 500 on the last I'll, I'll take group. I'll take Miami. I I can't pick more Miami. I'll I'll take Miami. You're taking the heat. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Western Conference, Group A, Memphis, Phoenix, Lakers, Utah, Portland. That's a tough one. I feel bad for Portland, but uh, you're stuck there. It's going to be a long year for them. I'll take... This is early in the season. Chemistry with Phoenix, Lakers... I'm going to take Memphis to win Group A. That may be a stretch, but I'm going to go with Memphis to win Group A. And that's going to be without John Morant, probably. So, I am going to take... To me, it's between Phoenix and L.A. I think Phoenix is just the better team. I'm going to go Phoenix. See, the only thing that'll hold me back on Phoenix is it's early. So these dudes have not played together. So that they may... were, But they didn't, in the regular season, I don't think, they didn't lose a game with Durant. So I'm... I'm Here's I, my I, thing. I believe in Phoenix. Do you trust Phoenix with Bradley Beal as point guard? Because I do not. No, but I think in the regular season, you can survive with it and it'll win you games. And I mean... This is again regular season basketball is so much different than playoff basketball that it's like, I mean the Bucks won freaking what yeah, seventy know. almost seventy well they were on pace to win like seventy games with uh, Eric Bledsoe as their point guard so right all right Group B Denver the Clippers New Orleans Dallas Houston Houston clearly the worst of that group uh, and then after that I'm still going to go Denver until proven otherwise I'll still ride with the Joker I'm gonna. I'm just going to, just, just to be different, I'm taking the Pelicans. Okay. I was going to say, don't sell me on the Clippers. I don't want to hear about the Clippers. Pelicans, yeah. If Zion can stay healthy, who knows? Uh, group C, Sacramento, Golden State, Minnesota, OKC, San Antonio. I'm not in on San Antonio, not this early in the season. So I'm out on them. No chance I'm in on Minnesota. So now it's done Oklahoma City and Sacramento, who are both young, versus Golden State. It's got more experience. I'm going to take Golden State in Group C. Kings. You're going to go Kings. All right. Yeah. Two wild cards uh, in this one. I took Memphis, so I'll take Phoenix as the other wild card, and I'll take Kings as my other wild card. I'll take Golden State 
No, I'll take I'll take man, this tough. I'll take Lakers and Nuggets. Yeah, this is tough. You just said it right. See, there, this is that's gonna rope some of y'all in. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna rope some of y'all into this as we're watching it, and it's going. You watch? No, because we're gonna talk about this stupid tournament on this podcast. Mark my words, it's gonna happen. It's the only reason I'm saying it. It's not like I, I don't because that's the thing is when we get to that point, I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, the the Warriors missed out on the playing tournament or they missed out on the on the in season tournament like the. It doesn't, nobody's going to care. You know, it's but, like, whatever. no, no, I disagree. I think if you're a young team that's looking to make a splash, like Oklahoma City, Houston, somebody like that, if they get on a run in this thing and build that momentum and take out a couple of, of big dog teams, I think that could be huge for that team from a confidence perspective going through the rest of the year. Yes, that that would make it a little bit more fun. And I'm sure... That's probably ideally what the league wants is something like that that spices it up and it's not just, oh, well, here we go. It's, you know, Nuggets, Suns, Bucks, uh, Celtics. And I mean, I, that would make for it, it'd be good games, but I think they want something that gets people talking of like, you know, hey, did you see the Thunder just knocked off the, the Suns right. and blah, 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 you know, whatever. Yep, no doubt. All right, let's uh, move on. Topic number two. I knew that was going to take a majority of this podcast. Topic number two, James Harden. Doing a publicity shoot or whatever. Where was he? In China, I think. Yeah. Um, went on this whole rant about how Daryl Morey is a liar, uh, the GM of the 76ers, and he'll never play for him ever again, and yada, yada, yada. Okay. Then I saw quotes uh, with another interview that Harden did that one of the things that Harden uh, apparently is citing as him being a liar is apparently he told Harden they were going to have pizza Fridays. And apparently Pizza Fridays lasted for the first month, two months, and then they abruptly stopped and there was no longer Pizza Fridays. And for Harden, that was a big deal, apparently, one of the big deals. Marzi is laughing. I swear to God. I, I, this isn't real. No, I, you fell I'm telling for you. It. Yeah. You got, you got butt cracked sports. I'm telling you. It, it's good stuff. Look at them. I mean, I, how you, can you doubt Pizza on Fridays not being a big deal for did James you, Harden? Did you, did you actually fall for this or are you joking with me? I'm joking, man. Okay. I but, thought I, mean, I wasn't sure for a sec. I wasn't see, sure for a sec. Right. But this is the thing, though. When he calls him a liar, what in the hell are you talking about? Like, he gave you all that money, and he brought you there, and now you want to go to the Rockets, and he's not letting you force your way out to screw them and not get anything fair in return. So now you're mad. To, to, To me, it makes Harden look even worse. I don't think Philly looks bad in this. I don't think the organization looks bad in this. I think he looks bad in this, like he always does, just like Durant always does. Kyrie always does. These dudes that are moving teams every year are always looking like the bad guys, and in this one, he really looks bad. But I will say, it if he opted in for the purpose of getting traded, because that's what it was reported as. They said he's going to opt in, and they're going to work out a trade for him. If he opted in, and Maury was saying, we're going to find a trade for you, and we'll 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 deal you, and all of a sudden is saying, no, we're not trading you. Now, I'm not saying that that's not stupid on James Harden's part to opt into the deal when you know that there's a chance you don't get traded. But if that was something that was told to him of like, opt in, you'll make that that amount of money because he wasn't going to get more probably elsewhere. So opt in and we'll trade you. And then they don't trade him. I That to me is where that is that disconnect is. And that's why he's getting mad and saying he's a liar and upset is I'm guessing he was just thinking, yeah, I mean, he was promised a trade, essentially, when he opted in. Now they're saying you're not going to get traded. Cry me a river. 
like you said, he didn't have to opt in. You you decided to roll with this. And if he said, the GM said, we're going to try to trade you, if you opt in, we'll try and trade you. But if the word try came out of his mouth and it was not, I promise you, James, I'll get you to Houston. We'll figure something out. You know, but who, and like he you, you're my guy. But how do we know he didn't? Because if he's on, and if he's, you know, if, if Harden is this upset calling him a liar, there's a chance maybe he did promise. Maybe he did say, I promise you we'll get a deal done in the next, you know, couple weeks. Right. And all of a sudden he's saying, you know, I, you know, I haven't seen anything I've liked and um, we might just have to keep you around. All of a sudden it's like, well, dude, you know, I just opted in for the purpose of you trading me. I don't know. I, again, I'm not saying that Harden couldn't have been much smarter about this. And I hate even defending James Harden at all, but there is a part of me that also says I can understand. I understand at least where he's coming from. If that's the case. Look at poor Joel Embiid, poor Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, if they gave Joel Embiid like some talent around him for a substantial amount of time, he would an NBA championship. There's no question. And I don't like Joel Embiid at all. I don't all. know about that. I don't know about that. Not, I not a Joel Embiid guy, but the dude is a damn good player. I mean, if you gave Joel Embiid, LeBron James and Kyrie, let's say it's those two, they're going to win an NBA championship. Like, there, there's no question in my mind. If you gave them Durant and Kyrie, they're going to win an NBA championship. I... I I can't look. I'm not saying he's had he's had a lot of dysfunction around him, but he has had his fair share of choke jobs in the playoffs. In fact, you could argue the biggest share of choke jobs in the playoffs um, consistently within his tenure in Philly. They did have a team with Jimmy Butler, good Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, who I know Tobias isn't, isn't great, but he is pretty good as like a fourth option, fifth option, and couldn't get out of the second round still. So I. I'm not going to completely absolve him of blame and act like, oh my God, they've completely failed him. I also feel like with all these, like, it ha- same thing happens with LeBron all the time where, you know, they bring in teammates and then those teammates aren't good and then everyone's like, LeBron has no help and I feel so bad for LeBron. And it's like, do you not think that he was hugely involved in getting these guys? Like, do you not think he had a, like, sure. you can't sit there and cry, oh my God, Russell Westbrook ruined LeBron's chance at another ring. Well, no, LeBron wanted him. There's a reason they got him. It's because LeBron went and said, go get him. So I can't then sit there and be like, I feel so bad for LeBron that he had to put up with Russell Westbrook. No, he asked for Russell Westbrook on his team. Just like I'm sure Joel Embiid had a huge part in saying, go get James Harden. And I'm sure he had a huge part in saying, we should get rid of Jimmy Butler. I don't think they just got rid of Jimmy Butler blindsiding him with that. And it's like, I these guys have so much say in this league that it's hard for me to sit there and... um you know, feel bad for the star player because it's like they're getting what they want usually. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know? As a Bucks fan, I love it. You can continue with this fiasco that they got going on in yeah. Philadelphia because you're got a guy that should be, well, is one of the more dominant players in the Eastern Conference, um, and they can't get out of their own way, whether it be because Doc Rivers was their coach for, for a while or whatever. They, they just aren't a threat once you get to the playoffs. Even with James Harden, they couldn't figure it out. So now that's going to be a disaster because if Harden says, okay, I'm sitting out, I'm not coming, 
And James Harden could do this now. Like, let's up with this past James Harden. He's got some Kyrie to him. He may just be like, okay, cool. You don't want to trade me? Then I'm not coming. I'm not coming back to Philly. I'm not reporting. So keep my money. I'm set for life regardless. I'm I'm not playing. He could pull that. Nobody has really pulled it yet, but James Harden could be the guy that pulls it. And if he pulls the I'm not reporting and doesn't, and let's say we're in December and there's no James Harden. We're at Christmas. James Harden just eating pizza on his couch. January. Still no James Harden. Here comes the trade deadline. Now what? See, this is a thing. If you want to play, let's see who blinks first. I don't think I'd play the who blinks first game with James Harden because he's crazy enough not to show up, Nathan, because he's got more than enough money and go, good luck to you, Joel Embiid. Nothing personal, but he screwed me. Your GM screwed me and I'm not coming. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I I would not be comfortable playing that game with him either. But at the same time, I mean, Maury's track record is that he is not going to trade him un, until unless he can get a second star back. Like yep. he he won't do it. You know, he, and he did the same thing with Simmons. They could have traded Simmons immediately when it looked bad and it looked bleak and it was like this dude doesn't want to play and he's not coming back. He could have just traded him on the spot for nothing. But he just waited and waited and waited and waited and eventually got James Harden for him and or turned him into James Harden. And so it's like, I I don't see either of them blinking. I don't know what's going to happen. It'll be very interesting. Uh, all right, that'll do it for another Green and Growing podcast. Coming up on the next Green and Growing podcast on Thursday, already got a couple of topics lined up. One, uh, is Kevin Garnett making his MVP prediction? It is not Giannis. And it is not a guy that Charles Barkley talks very favorably about either. Uh, so we'll talk about whether or not... And it is not someone who will play more than 50 games. but yeah, Probably not. So we will talk about the legitimacy of Kevin Garnett's uh, MVP prediction. And did you see the comments from Evan Turner? He compared Chris Middleton to somebody that we all, well, some of us like because of where he went to school and played. Other of us can't stand this dude and made the comparison between the two and said, they're pretty much both the same dude. And I know everybody's going to get mad, but I think they're the same dude. We got to talk about that comparison too on the next podcast. And Nathan is smiling. I'm guessing he knows exactly, or you saw the comparison that uh, was made by Evan Turner, the uh, former NBA guard. All right. So I, uh, Nathan, are you all uh, set for the next podcast? Are you fired up? You ready to go? Yes, I am. Shout out Evan Turner. Joining the Chris Milton is good movement. I will leave us with that. Chris Milton might be great movement with the comparison he made. Uh, so we'll get to that coming up on the next podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Toodles. Toodles.